0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact
1: Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world.
0: This is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And this week, we're going to be talking again about self-care. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into some of the things we've talked about in the past. I want to start out by saying what my definition of self-care is. That will kind of guide us through this, this conversation today. And self-care is anything and everything that affirms the deep truth of who you are. Okay, so anything and everything that affirms the deep truth of who you are, and the reason that I have um, r- talked about it that way is to kind of get rid of this notion that we can take certain actions. Uh, like, uh, you know, eating the right diet, getting enough exercise, and that that in and of itself is going to reach to the depths that we need it to in order to be truly taking care of ourselves. That might take care of certain parts of us, uh, might do a very good job of taking care of the, you know, our physicality um, and, you know, helping uh, our nervous system. But when I'm talking about self-care, I'm actually going in, to that um, deeper sense of who we are that maybe uh, doesn't uh, is more synonymous with uh, you know our core self, you know our spirit, our soul, um, our personal truth right and, and and it's what is it that we do in order to care for that part of ourselves? How is it that we bring ourselves into a good relationship with, that deeper truth of who we are. It is really only through that level of self care that all the other ones start to have their impact. Right. So how I've explained this before is that you know the those activities like I said like eating and sleeping and exercising and you know thinking positive thoughts all of that kind of stuff so wonderful so powerful right that deals with it's almost like the multiple external layers of who we are it takes care of them and it starts to it contributes to caring for ourselves on this in this deeper way. But it's only when we put the two together, we learn how to, you know, affirm this truth of who we are, this deeper deeper truth of who we are, that the whole picture comes together and we really get the most out of our fulfillment and out of our life. We get the most fulfillment out of our life and we get the most uh, – sense of, you know, uh, well-being, excitement, possibility, um, power, all of those things that we kind of search throughout the course of our life that we do personal development work in order to be able to have a greater access to, that's one. But, you know, we get when we combine the two of them, when we're really, we really understand how to affirm this deeper sense of personal truth. So let's, I want to break it down into the fundamentals. There are fundamentals that are essential to this kind of work. And um, and getting it at that base level, the simplest way that you can kind of understand and work with, you know, your personal truth that you can care for, the essence of who you are, is is it, it's 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 critical. It's like one of those things that um, you can think about. And you can think about it in a whole bunch of different ways. It's like you read, you know, something from the Tao Te Ching or, you know, some other, you know, beautiful text. And you can think about it for a long time and you get it and you start to work with it. And then you understand there are even deeper applications of it. And that's kind of what this simple structure is all about is that in some ways it's like, oh, wow, that's really basic that's something that, you know, I, you know, I know, or, you know, at least makes a lot of sense to me. But then as you start to explore, you see how many areas of our life it impacts, how many different ways uh, we can deepen our own experience by applying this very simple uh, process. Okay. So let's take a look at what it means to be connected to that core, okay? So what it means to be connected to that core and then from there, what it means to affirm that. Okay. So, you know, how do we tell when we are in uh, a like kind of that good relationship with the essence of who we are? How do we know whether we're doing something that affirms that? or goes against that what are the indicators what are the clues and so so when we do something that affirms the core of who we are in kind of a comprehensive way to look at it is we get stronger right? when we do something that takes away from it we get weaker and what does that feel like right um that can feel like getting stronger can feel like being more energized um it can feel like being clearer it can feel like being more solid um it can feel like um a sense of centeredness it there it, it's this like we're actually adding to you know in this we're adding to you know, uh, what strengthens and, and feeds the core of who we are, right? And conversely, if we do things that take away from that, um, we might feel more fatigued, our, our mood might go down, we might feel, you know, depressed or apathetic, right um we might uh start indulging sometimes when our, our or we start to take away from ourselves we start indulging in like negative habits spend more time around people that don't really serve us or you know we start uh, like eating foods or taking care of ourselves in ways that you know keep depleting our energy keep bringing us down to a you know a more a kind of like a lower uh, vibration, for lack of a better way to say it, a lower energy. Right. So when we're when we're engaging in self care to this core of ourself, then we have all of that positive, expansive growth. And when we don't, we sort of have the depletion, right, and all that comes with that. And we become more susceptible, just like our immune system becomes more susceptible. To, um, when it's weakened. So we become more susceptible when we're not doing things that feed and care for our core self, that base level of, of, of self-care. Okay. So I, I want to dispel a myth that gets worked in with all of this stuff. And that myth is that, If we are taking, if we're engaging in this level of self care to our core self, that is the same as feeling good and happy, right? And feeling good, maybe. Feeling happy, we're not necessarily taking care of your core self, engaging in that deep self care doesn't necessarily mean that it's a joyous moment in your life. Life will give you every different experience and you'll have all different emotions. But if you're deeply caring for yourself, there's a different quality that accompanies whatever it is that's going on in your life. And that could be called, you know, a sense of strength, a sense of peacefulness, uh, a sense of um, resolve. Right. There's a quality that's different, even if you're going through a hard experience. Right? So sometimes there's like a, a myth that we chase after that if if we do this work, if we care for sort of the the depths of who we are, we land in a utopia. You know, we land in this place where, you know, everything is is good. And um, happy and you know um, people only say nice things. But that's not really the result. The result is is that it changes our relationship to what is happening. It's our relationship that changes. right? Having a healthy immune system doesn't mean that there aren't diseases. It doesn't mean that, you know, the flu disappeared. It means that we have a different relationship. We have an ability then to, you know, not get sick even if we come in contact with it or get less sick if we come in contact with it, right? So it's similar here. When we feed, when we engage in that deep level of self-care, when we feed the core of who we are, then what we're able to do is be more resilient when it comes to dealing with the things in our life. Right? And be more resilient as we, you know, deal with the ups and downs. We're able to appreciate the really, you know, wonderful things that come our way. And we're able to then deal with be resilient when things are challenging for us. And that means that we could be engaging in that really great deep self-care and be going through a very difficult time in our life. And that doesn't mean we're going to feel awesome all the time, but we will feel better. We will be able to go through it differently. It's like going from that moment. I'm sure some of you can relate to this, but going from that moment where you, you don't know, like you don't know that everything's going to be okay to knowing for certain that regardless what happens, everything is going to be okay. That's a major transformation that happens. And in in one place, there's this there's this grasping, and there's this doubt um, when it comes to encountering things in life. And in the other place, there's a sense of, uh, well, I was using the word resolve, but peace around uh, moving forward regardless what happens, knowing that it's okay, knowing that what the outcome is is okay. And that is very, very different. Um, then, you know, not caring, being apathetic, pretending, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So that is such an important thing to get, because if you look at the spiritual texts, they almost always will include sections where people get stuck in their evolution because they become fixated on comfort of some sort. Right. And the idea is not that you're not supposed to have comfort and that, you know, you want to get rid of that and, you know, sleep on a bed of nails each night. The, the, the goal rather is to be able to, uh, create, um, a, you know, create a, like, create a disconnect. Between your need for, your need for uh, like comfort, right? I want to know that everything's going to be okay and I'm not going to experience pain again, right? That desire, even though it can keep, a, a, it can start a person on a spiritual path, inevitably becomes a block to it. It becomes a block to realizing your whole self, your complete self right it becomes a block to being able to you know really get at what we're talking about here with this you know deep care of of your personal truth okay so it, what happens is that you know if you continue kind of down the path and believe that this you know, you're going to be delivered from life, Um, that there, it's like, if you do enough personal development work, if you're devout enough spiritually, whatever, that that's going to land you in a place where it removes uh, life, you know, and the ups and downs of it, then that becomes a block. It becomes an obstacle. You search, you search, you search, and you never arrive right and this is where the self-care piece becomes so critical because if you go back to the definition that I was talking about that self-care is anything and everything that affirms the self the truth of who you are right then now we're now we're in a totally different category we're in a totally different place we're finding our our center our strength we're finding our way through life in a different way totally different way we're finding that peace we're finding that comfort in the essence of who we are being connected to that deep inner truth and how it unfolds right and it—that that is a completely different experience. It's a completely different experience. And it allows us to then embrace so much throughout the course of our life. So much in the way of, you know, the richness of life uh, and the wisdom that we can learn from our experience. Okay. So that very, very deep effect that self-care, that affirming of the self can have, you know, when we don't use it to eradicate the ups and downs in life or the things that we're most afraid of, but we use it instead to be stronger in the face of them. That's where it gets different. We use deep self-care to be stronger in the face of whatever comes our way in life. And then we can let go because we don't need to control life or what's happening out there. We actually only need to learn to reconnect and care for who it is and what it is that we're all about. Okay? Okay. So uh that is uh kind of a setup for what you know we'll be going into um today. And I'd like to take a quick commercial break and then um we'll be back in a couple minutes.
1: And educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesigner.com.
0: This is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we're talking about self-care and uh, specifically how self-care helps us in our life and what it means to apply self-care at a very deep level, you know, in a way that affirms the truth of who we are. One of the things that this inevitably brings up for people is uh, this sense that there is something wrong with them. Right? So it's almost like we need to get past this sense that there's something wrong with us in order to really be able to get the most out of this, this kind of self-care. So um, let me kind of talk about that a little bit. Like, what is it, like, how is it that we start to think about ourselves that gets in the way? And one of the ways is there's this sense like, okay, well, what if... What if I affirm who I am, right? The truth of who I am. But then that leads to, and people usually have something, right? Some outcome consequence that they don't really want. So what if it leads to my being a really bad person? What if it leads to my never getting off the couch? What if it leads to, you know, uh, a loss of everyone I care about, right? There's some sort of sense that if I kind of go to that place of really deeply affirming myself, then the result might be bad, right? So why? Why might we think this way? And one of the the reasons why people can think this way is that they had an experience of kind of feeling connected to themselves and that deeper sense of themselves. And then they had an experience of that not having a good result, right? They got hurt. Someone left them, something like that. Um, that's That's one reason. Another reason is that over the course of a lifetime, people have come to believe, you can come to believe that, you know, you couldn't possibly, it's like, that's an indulgence, right? Like the indulgence is indulgent to be able to be who you really are. Nobody gets to do that, right? Everybody's got to compromise Um, those kind of statements that, that exist for a lot of people. So, uh, you know, like you just, you know, you, you suck it up, you, you do what you need to do, right? You know, life isn't meant to be enjoyed. I mean, there's, there's so many different sayings that we kind of bring out that start to stand in people's way. And even if in one context, they can seem ridiculous, uh, you know, when we go down to that irrational part of ourselves, quite often, we believe some of these things. Um, an, another thing is that um people confuse sort of their compensation their the habits that they use in compensation for not being able to be their uh full self. So in other words, they don't allow themselves to be, you know, truly themselves, and then they create a compensation, which is maybe, you know, overeating, right? And that overeating then becomes a way to make up for, provide the pleasure that they would have gotten from being their full self, Right so it's a it's a you know sort of a transference it's like i can't be my full full self but i want to be you know have you know this pleasure in my life i'm going to try and find that from from somewhere else right that can be another road so there there are these different ways that we start to block ourselves from being you know from believing let's put it that way from believing that we can be uh, you know, that we can care for and really live from this deep truth of who we are. And then those things become, uh, they become obstacles. They become obstacles in the way that we see reality. They become obstacles in the way that we engage in our own self-care. They become obstacles in whether or not we even engage in our own self-care, right? And and sometimes we can end up so far away From this deep truth of who we are, well, we don't even know how to get back there. We don't even know how to really access it. So, this, you know, these obstacles, these things that kind of we we say are, they're they're like types of confusion. They're, They're a form of confusion I guess is is the word I want to use today and that confusion uh, kind of stops us from being a, like embracing this path embracing this idea that really our ultimate responsibility is to affirm confirm, be who we truly are. I that we have no higher calling, in my view, than to live this deep truth, and whatever that is, really whatever that is, um, but we get a lost in that whole. We get lost in that whole process, or we complicate that whole process, um, and. And then we start doing things that, like I said, are indulgent instead of really self-care or our activities, but they're really feeling kind of empty because we haven't allowed ourselves to see how we need to take care of ourselves at this deep fundamental level. Okay. So the good news is that we can retrain ourselves, right? So we learned sort of a lot of confusion around this. We learned to be disconnected from the truth of who we are, many of us, right? Some people are very lucky and they, you know, they grow up in rich environments that really help them, you know, see and understand um, who they are and bring that forward. But a lot of people haven't. And so it's just, you know, regardless of where you are in the spectrum, you can keep working this. It's not like it's a lost cause at some point. You have to have some prior experience. You, you can work it regardless of where you are, but you're going to work it, you know, slightly differently based on where you are. So say you don't even have access to this deeper truth of who you are right? So how do you even start taking care of it? You don't even know what it is. How do you know if you take care of it? Well, what you can start to do is look for uh, positive experiences. Why? Because when you light up, legitimately light up around an experience, there's a connection. When you feel a sense of motivation, like real truth, deep motivation. There is a connection. So you can start to look for those experiences that light up, that have a charge, that you feel drawn to. And they help you get in contact with yourself. So it's as easy as, uh, you could go anywhere, but let's say you go to a store, right? And you go to a store, like a clothing store and you walk around, there are going to be things that you're going to think are ridiculous that you're not going to like. There are going to be things that you think, oh, wow, well, you know, maybe, um, they're going to be things that you think are very practical. Um, There's going to be things that just kind of excite you, right? There's going to be the whole spectrum of of relationships to all of these different styles that you're seeing, right? So use that as, you know, both a real experience and a metaphor. So you go in there, and what does that say, Right? Maybe, you know, uh, you are drawn to something that is, you know, you're, you're always drawn or you're most frequently drawn to clothes that are very practical in nature, right? And that just feels right to you, just feels, you know, it's just like, yes, this is who I am. Or, you know, say that you are a lot more like you get excited by your imagination, and you know, seeing things that are unusual, see how that attraction and that excitement level could be applied in so many areas of life. And that you know, when it's legitimately connected to you, then it starts to show you a little bit about your deeper nature, so you can start to explore. And that's what kids do, right? So if you haven't had the experience of being able to, you know, be a a cowboy and a ballerina and, you know, a fireman and a teacher and all of those different things or play, you know, whatever. You could be a dump truck one day, you know. It's like if you haven't had that opportunity to just go and explore and see what feels really fun for you really enjoyable for you, then give yourself that opportunity to do it in whatever areas you haven't allowed yourself to explore. Allow yourself to explore them and then come to a realization that what you're drawn to says something about you. It allows you then to connect into something that's really true for you. Now, you can do the same thing with intangibles, so those would be values, um, you know, things that are just like freedom or joy or whatever. You can have kind of check out that same relationship, and and start to say, okay, what is it that I'm drawn to? What's really important to me? Uh, you can do it through animals. Totem animals, you know, looking at what animals you are drawn to that you have a resonance with. And then what does that say about who you are as a person? Landscapes, right? There are all these different ways that we can use the world as a, a tool of exploration into our deeper nature. So if you don't know, if you haven't had that time to ex- Explore who you are enough to be able to then turn around and do things that feed you. Give yourself that opportunity to explore. Give yourself that opportunity to play. And to not need to be right or know or have the answer about the truth of who you are, but to allow that to start to come forward. That's a starting place. You can get so much more complex from there. You you can know yourself at a much deeper level, but that is a wonderful place to start the process of knowing yourself, right? So once you do that, once you kind of have that exploration process, you can then Tap into um, the feeling tones, like the actual experience of you. So let's talk about that a little bit. So now that you've had, say you go out there and you like know, like, you say, or maybe you you're already at that point. You just you know the things that you like and what you enjoy, and you have a feeling from them. Okay, so let's take that and. You know, look at your relationship to your environment, to the things that you love, to the things that you're drawn to. And in that relationship, what does that thing bring out in you? Right now, it could be that there is sort of a a similar experience there. Like, you know, you like this thing because it directly represents something that's inside of you. It could be that it evokes something from you. Right? Uh, um, yeah, and so look at what's going on there. That feeling is is directly feeling into your own nature. Okay? So now that you've given yourself that exploration of what you kind of resonate with, well, just that because it is a comprehensive word, what you resonate with, you can take the feeling of your relationship with that thing or with that environment or with that, you know, concept. And that feeling uh, of the relationship starts to bring you into close connection with the essence of who you are. And if you are saying, well, how does that make sense? Just take a few people in your life and ask them to explain how certain items make them feel. And from that, you will see that people have different experiences, broadly very different experiences of of things, of their world. And that is... Uh, representation of kind of who they are, the way that they're moving through the world. And we don't need to argue with that or like I was talking about before or change that or be something different. There's not a template that we're trying to achieve. It's more about embracing and caring for that because there's beauty, there's richness, there's gifts that are there. So that feeling then becomes something that we're able to then care for and that's where we come back around to self-care we're able to care for that part of ourselves, and that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the commercial break how do we do that how do we care for that part of ourselves so just a minute we'll be back with more of the show
1: We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful, or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesiner.com.
0: This is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers, and we've been talking about self-care, self-care as um, affirming all of who you are. the depths, the truth of who you are. And specifically, you know, how do you get connected with that truth? Right? How do you get connected with that truth of who you are if you haven't been connected with it before? For example, um, you know, finding, you know, things that you have an affinity for, that you have a resonance with, and then like using that relationship to understand who it is that you are and, you know, a- acknowledging that. There's all sorts of other ways. I mean, you can get feedback from other people, you know, about what qualities they see in you, things like that. But what what I think is most important is that we have a real live feeling that we're able to connect to, that we know as ourselves, right? And I... that is something that unfortunately many people do not have. Uh, um like don't actually know how to feel themselves. They know themselves as, you know, their reactions, right? So listen to the difference in the language. To know yourself as a reaction to something, there's information there for sure. Or know yourself in relationship to something else, right? Now, of course, you're having a response, but there is a totally different level that you're connected to when you're looking at the relationship, when you're looking at the response, you're paying attention at a a different level. So that being said, you know, just pursuing this deep connection to the self is incredibly beneficial. I want to go in one more direction that I think is important. Because, you know, there are, uh, you know, there's a way of looking at our experience that has to do with like the not self, right? Getting in touch with what is not us, Um, being able to see beyond the self. And, um, you know, sometimes what happens is we kind of start to put pieces together that uh, maybe don't go together the best. Um, or, uh, you know, they need some other pieces in order to go together. So, with like, is there a benefit in, you know, understanding what is not the self? Absolutely. 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 However, I think that for people who really don't have that, they might have, you know, I'm not talking about the ego, right? Um, they might have a sense of their ego self, but what is their true and deep self? Right. So I think it's a connection to that true and deep self, as well as awareness of what's totally not the self that then brings a lot of, of richness into our life. Okay. So. We're not when we're talking about the self, talking about the ego, we're talking about the essence, right? So we're not when we're talking about this self right now around self-care, this true and deep self, talking about the ego, we're talking about the essence, right? So caring for the essence of who you are, not fluffing up the ego, okay? And that's why it's so important to get that actual physical experience, or a, a, some sort of like kind of clearer, more tangible relationship to the, um, to the self, right. So that we can differentiate and, and we can really know that, uh, you know, self that is not the ego. Okay. So, uh, this self, how do we care for it? What do we do? What does it even mean to be, to do things that are affirming or uh, of this true deep self? We'll kind of go back to what I was saying in the beginning about either feeding it and feeling stronger or taking away from it and feeling weaker, right? So doing things that affirm it. And increasing kind of like the it, its its nourishment increasing its energy, or um, taking away from it, doing things that limit that and deplete that. Right, and then looking at the cues, starting to be able to feel when that's happening. Just like you might be able to feel something like, "Wow, that was a really good time," or "That wasn't a good time," or "Wow, that." food was really rich in nutrients, or wow, that food was really empty, right? Those kind of awarenesses are are the same thing that's here. Wow, that really strengthened me. Wow, I'm feeling, you know, so good. Or wow, you know, I'm really feeling, you know, lousy. I'm really feeling like, uh, you know, I never want to do that again. So when we start to look for this deep self-care, we're looking for what is it that I can do that nourishes me at this very deep level, right? How do I contribute to that deep sense of self. And in the, the interesting thing that happens here is that after we get kind of down deep like this, we can circle right around to all of those self-care tips again, right? We can go right back to the self-care tips where you look at, oh, okay, well, if I do things that I love, you know, <laughs> if I take good care of myself, right, all of those things can work to nurture this part of ourselves. But it's through the connection being made, right? It's through understanding that deep connection to the true self that we can then apply those other things in a way that really has strength and power, that really gets us as far as we can get with these behaviors, right? If you know that, Uh, certain environments, people, things, activities strengthen the core of who you are and you do them, that is so much more powerful than if you randomly apply self-care, right? Well, I don't know, you know, maybe I'll do some meditation, maybe I'll get a massage, maybe, you know, I'll get an extra hour of sleep, whatever. Right, it, not that that won't have an effect. It will have an effect, but you see how in in the in the second part you're being deliberate about it. You're being deliberate, which means you're getting the most out of it. You're doing it intentionally. You're doing it in a way that's connected, and that creates a really powerful, you know, personal transformation. Okay. So you can go back to all those things that you know, all those ways that you know to take care of yourself and start to apply the ones that really charge you up. And now let's bring it down to instead of specific activities, moment by moment, how does self-care become part of each moment? It becomes part of each moment when you choose the thing, when you choose the direction, the activity, the words, the whatever it is, when you choose that in a way that affirms that deep self. And how do you know that? Well, very simply, one way will feel like a yes and the other way will feel like a no. Now, are there times where you have two no's or, you know, two yeses? Absolutely. However, you know, that's fine. I mean, if you have two things that are equally yes, no issue. And same thing with with the no. So if you, uh, you know, when you are in a situation – As the example I used just recently is like, we all know that we need to drink water, right? So, you know, go and set up a glass of water, right? And then no glass of water. And see the difference in how you feel when you reach for the glass of water versus when you reach for the not glass of water. Check in with actually what's going on inside you, what you're experiencing inside yourself, And that gives you a clue on how to take actions to affirm yourself. And you can do the same thing. Should I say that? Should I not say that? Right? What is it? Am I getting that feeling that, you know, draw, like am I drawn to it? Is there a charge? Is there a lightness? Is there a sense of yes around it or not? And by giving yourself that time to observe, by giving yourself that time to, you know, say, okay, you know, is like, is this the right thing for me to do? What can happen is you, you can, all your actions start to get more and more in line with affirming your deep and true self. Right, And there's a lightness to it. There's an energy to that. Right? That's kind of the fundamentals. The, the fundamental is being in a moment, being able to give yourself the space to be able to observe what is best, what affirms you, and then move in that direction. That would be self-care. In every moment. And that would be then. Living a life. That's in alignment with who you are. But what happens often. Is that we get so. We get all that confusion going on. We get overstimulated. We get into situations where. We're sort of making decisions. Kind of like willy-nilly. Versus actually having that space to be able to decide, right? So it takes kind of radical effort to create that space. So if you want to kick off this whole plan, one of the things you can do is start to pause, start to pause, start to give yourself some space so that you can then make an assessment of what affirms who you are. So then that space allows you to make an assessment about the direction to take, regardless of what it is, so that it affirms who you are. In that way, self-care becomes not only just doing the activities, but taking what could be called right action in every moment, figuring out what that is for you. And living that way, and the more that you live that way, the healthier that you feel, the better that you feel, the more solid, centered that you feel. So so you can see really how deep this concept of self-care gets of, you know, affirming the truth of who you are, of living in a way that affirms the truth of you, of who you are. And it's not about getting it all right up front. I mean, that's so important to remember that this is just a process and you just step, 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 and keep stepping in the direction of, you know, your own personal truth And you can see the difference if you look at lives, right? If you look at people's lives and you get two people who have lived, you know, 75 years and you compare them according to this standard of affirming affirming the truth of who they are, you will see a very big difference in how that person looks, interacts, their level of health, their level of energy. Right. There's a big difference in the way that people are as a result of, you know, kind of working this and doing their best to step into this or not, you know, kind of just doing or, you know, even doing things that shut themselves down, living out of alignment with themselves for a really long time. So I Invite you to just take a moment in a day and think of one thing that you can do. Ask yourself this one question, like, is this an alignment with who I am? Does this affirm the deeper truth of who I am? Because if you do that just once, you're going to get so much in return for that. Because everything that you do, you're already doing a lot of things right. But everything you do is just going to add to that. It's going to keep adding to that. So very small actions then can have really powerful results in your overall well-being. And instead of going and needing to figure things out, you can take these small actions to create a depth of well-being in your life on a regular basis. All right, so we're going to be wrapping up for today. I want to thank you for joining me um, on Real Answers and talking about self care. I highly recommend that you go to my website and you check out my Life Work Virtual Program. Really great way to work on your personal development and move yourself forward in the new year. So, thanks again for joining me, and I will talk to you next week
1: you've been listening to real answers with your host dr kate signer her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out visit dr kate on her website at www.katesigner.com with dr kate and see how she can help